This is Bloomberg Law with June Grosso from Bloomberg Radio. On Monday, the Supreme Court threw out a ruling that had allowed the family of a 16-year-old Mexican boy to sue a U.S. Border Patrol agent who fatally shot the teenager from across the border in Arizona in 2012. The justices' action followed their decision last week that the parents of a 15-year-old Mexican boy could not sue the Border Patrol agent who killed the teenager by shooting him from across the border in Texas in 2010. That ruling was divided five to four along ideological lines with the conservative justices in the majority and the liberal justices dissenting. During oral arguments, Chief Justice John Roberts expressed concern that allowing the lawsuit could put the courts in the middle of foreign relations and national security issues. So that in terms of our relations with Mexico, we'd have one agency saying this was not uh, uh, inconsistent with policy. We'd have the court saying it is. And at least with respect to foreign relations, I thought the country was supposed to speak with one voice. But the liberal justices call this a rogue intentional tort. Here's Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Here we have a rogue officer acting in violation of the agency's own instruction, using excessive force to kill a child at play. How does that call into question any foreign policy or national security policy? Joining me is former federal prosecutor Peter Henning, a professor at Wayne State University Law School. Peter, the majority opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito focused on the Bivens action, which is a way for people to claim violations of their constitutional rights. Tell us about that. Under a Supreme Court decision back in 1971, Bivens versus six unknown federal narcotics agents, the narcotics agents broke into Mr. Bivens' home and conducted an illegal search. And what the Supreme Court said back in 1971 is you can make a claim for a violation of your constitutional rights. Now, what Justice Alito wrote in this case is that because of separation of powers, that Bivens should not be extended to a new context. And so the gist of the opinion is that because we're talking about a cross-border shooting where the victim was in Mexico, that the victim doesn't have any standing to bring a case under the Bivens decision. The Supreme Court is very leery of getting involved in anything involving foreign policy. So they're steering very clear of this and essentially saying, we're not going to get involved. So Alito said a cross-border shooting claim has foreign relations and national security implications. In this case, the government of Mexico had urged the justices to allow the parents to sue. Certainly that's the case here. The problem here is that the victim in this case, Mr. Hernandez, was in Mexico and was not a U.S. citizen. So it's hard to come up with a claim under the Bivens decision where the Supreme Court is very worried about getting involved in foreign policy and also contradicting what the rules are for the Customs and Border Protection agents. I think they really just don't want to get involved in this type of a case. And so they have essentially said, this case is dead. 
it can't move forward now for any type of claim for damages. And so Mr. Hernandez's family is left out in the cold. The conservative justices said that, but it was a five to four decision down ideological lines. So what did the liberal justices, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg wrote the opinion for them. What did they say? Well, what she says is that in this case, you had a rogue agent who should never have fired his weapon at a young man running away. And so in her opinion, he should have been subject to a lawsuit here because he violated the rules of Customs and Border Protection. There's no real need to shoot your weapon at someone who's running away from you. And so the key question here for Justice Ginsburg was, why isn't there a Bivens action here for the family? And they should have been allowed to pursue their case. So she is very much in favor of allowing a Bivens action here for damages. Now, a majority of the court, and that includes Justice Thomas and Justice Gorsuch, have said they don't think that Bivens should be allowed. They want to see that decision overturned and that there's no basis for a claim against a federal official for violating your constitutional rights. Now, whether that will gain any traction is a very different issue, but they are certainly pushing to have Bivens overturned. Let's say they actually did eliminate the Bivens action. Does that mean that there are people who will have no recourse against federal officers, or are there other things to take the place of a Bivens action? Well, there is the the Federal Tort Claims Act, which might be a basis to bring a claim, but that would really only involve if you were injured by a federal officer. But if you got rid of Bivens altogether, that would mean that federal officials would have effectively absolute immunity from any type of action seeking damages from them. So if there was an illegal search or if someone was arrested illegally, you would have no claim. And so if you get rid of Bivens, then that essentially means that federal officials have nothing to worry about and never have to look over their shoulder thinking, oh my goodness, I might have violated someone's constitutional rights. So what Gorsuch and Thomas are saying is it should be Congress who enacts a law to cover this, not the court. Yes. And in fact, there is some push to have Congress codify Bivens, you know, put it into the federal code so that there is a way in which individuals can pursue a case against federal officials. Now, whether Congress would ever do that is very much of an open question because it might pass in the House, but it is very unlikely that it would ever pass the Senate. And what happened to the officer in this case? Was he prosecuted criminally? No, the Justice Department investigated the shooting, and Border Protection Agent Mesa was never prosecuted. The Justice Department found that what he did was legitimate. Now, Mexico has asked that he be sent to Mexico to face criminal charges, but 
that isn't going to happen. The Trump administration certainly is not going to send a border protection official into Mexico where he would likely be convicted and imprisoned. So what we're seeing here is that there really is no recourse against border protection agent Mesa that he gets off scot-free. There is a video in this case, isn't there, that belies the position that Mesa took? There is, and certainly in Justice Ginsburg's opinion, she calls him a rogue agent. And is there any reason to shoot someone who has returned to the Mexican side of the border? The claim was that Mr. Hernandez and his friends were simply playing. There's a culvert between the United States, between El Paso and Ciudad Juarez, and they were just playing there, and there was no reason for Border Protection Agent Mesa to have shot him. And this is really a very stark case because it's hard to understand what rationale was going through his mind when he decided to shoot the young man. This was a 15-year-old boy who was back on the Mexican side of the border. It's hard to figure out what the rationale was for shooting him. Now, what did the Fifth Circuit decide? Well, they sat on bonk, and they dismissed the case, saying that because it's going to have an impact on foreign relations, that the judiciary should not get involved in those types of decisions. So the Fifth Circuit decided that there was no basis to find that Agent Mesa acted improperly and that this was really just a matter of diplomacy between the United States and Mexico. Now, this is a very contentious case, obviously, but that's the point here that it's really up to the executive, the political branches, they have to figure out diplomacy and foreign relations. And the courts are basically, the Supreme Court is essentially saying, we're not getting involved in this. Thanks for being on Bloomberg Law, Peter. That's Peter Henning, a professor at Wayne State University Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.